the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon, and thanks for coming along. This is the quarantine edition of The Ride Home. I'm uh, just checking things out, making sure the uh, the technical aspect works. Uh, Kath, how are you doing today? Okay, this is weird. This is the uh, very first day that we are uh, sheltering at home uh, up to this point, we've been meeting in the studio. Yep. There's so few people at Seven Parkway Center. We felt good about it. But with the latest information about the coronavirus, we thought maybe this was the time. So indeed, we are all in separate places. Yes, we are. It's kind of weird. I mean, I'm home in a, in a, a spare bedroom. You're, you're at home in yep. a spare bedroom. Yep. Mike uh, Mike has got something on his head. He probably wishes he was home in a spare bedroom. I'm in the studio. Yep. Yeah, I'm um, ready to go. Mike. Mike's in the studio with a head wrap. Here I am. So different location, but essentially yeah. the same show. So we welcome you. We're happy that you're with us here today. Um, Kath, uh, you're not wearing a, a mask. Uh, I'm not wearing a mask, John, because I can't sew. I don't know how. I, uh, I haven't sewed in multiple decades. And when I was sewing, I was very bad. Right. Okay. Well, uh, w- masks are, are coming, right? Yes. Yeah, this so is the mask. Ma- Okay, so now, John, the mask you are applying is one yeah. that your wife has made for you. Yes, my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife has made, I think, fourteen of these masks. Wow! And, uh, we're giving them away to you know if we're going to take one for ourselves and then give them away to family and friends. Okay, I love that. Now she would be in good keeping with a woman that I read about today in the Wall Street Journal. Can I tell you about her? Please do. How so? Okay, Karen Vakalu. I'm sure I'm murdering her name, but that's what uh, the Betsy McKay article in the Wall Street Journal says. She said, quote, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a firefighter, but I thought I could help somehow. So she has sewn, John, about 500 masks since Friday. Holy 500 masks since Friday, donating many to a local hospital and a couple of her nieces who are nurses. Uh, It goes on to say thousands of volunteers across the U.S., just like your wife, John, are putting aside sewing projects or dusting off machines to stitch homemade masks for hospitals, nursing homes, others in need. And they're following instructions that are posted online by the CDC, other, you know, infection control experts or whatever. And they're using whatever fabric they have on hand. Now, here's the best part. First of all, the best part is people are doing it. But the most entertaining part is the fabric people are using to make the masks. (laughs) Okay, so this woman said, she said, I've made 500 masks. I'm using all the fabric I have, right? Right. So she has used uh, several pink florals and at least 30 superhero fabrics. (laughs) I mean... Mike, Mike, I could get like a Captain America one. I was wearing my cap shirt when we were doing our yes. pre-show meeting. I could get a special Marvel. Now, John would not be allowed to do that, Mike, because John no. doesn't like Marvel films. No. Let's just keep it simple, folks, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. 
Now, have you seen anybody wearing a homemade mask? Uh, have you been out and about? Oh, yeah. I was at – I had to go to Giant Eagle on Friday evening. And um, first off, I went to um, the store and I was nervous about going and I was so impressed – at the guidelines that the people in the Giant Eagle were using. So thumbs up to the people at the uh, Parkway Center Giant Eagle who are doing a terrific job trying to keep us all safe. But there were a lot of people with homemade masks. I felt right. like out of the game. Right. Here's the problem. Uh, you're, you're, well, this is not like you know an N95 thing. So no. there, <laughs> there is some stuff that kind of comes in here. And then your glasses fog up as well, right? Uh, but I guess oh. it's a small price to pay if you're trying to save uh, not only your life, but uh, people you love or even uh, just the community at large, their lives as well. I would say it's a lot better than wearing this scarf. Yeah, I'm, Mike, I mean, I'm I mean already, Mike, you look, I'll be honest with you, you look ridiculous. I'm super mm-hmm. hot. I can't yeah. see you. Can I can't we, breathe. Can, yeah, can, can you, can you see show it? yourself to the listeners? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll put myself up see on it. camera. Because oh, that's great. Here's yeah. John. Yeah, he, very nice. He, he looks like he's about to commit a crime. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, with everybody wearing masks, if somebody robbed a bank, you, right, wouldn't, you wouldn't know who the bank robber was. You wouldn't right? know. This might be an ideal time. Not that okay. I'm making plans. All right. So let me tell you this, John. Um, the, uh, the Wall Street Journal article went on to say that the mask mobilization is reminiscent of World War II when citizens grew victory gardens for food and knitted socks for soldiers. Uh, the Million Mask Challenge has touted an image of a masked Rosie the Riveter, which, of course, was the icon of the war campaign, sure. getting people to make their own masks. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I like it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I really think it's awesome. I wish we had like some sort of like um, appliques or some sort of, you know, you know, sparkly things or, you know, just kind of like, you know, people would dress it up. But right? You, like but a you, Vegas. Well, yeah, you, you want some thing. rhinestones or what like, are you yeah, looking for? Why not? You know, I think you should try to dress it up as much as possible. Right. That's okay. I mean, for. I don't think dress up is part of the, you know, quarantine experience necessarily, think, but okay. <laughs> I think the mask should reflect your personality. Okay. Not saying that I'm a sparkly personality or I want rhinestones. All right. I'm, well, <laughs> you know. via the miracle of the internet, we are streaming live, each one of us from our own rooms. And uh, you can follow us right now on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or find us on Facebook at The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And you can watch the show as it unfolds. Mike from the Word FM studios, John from his spare room, and me from mine. Nice. Broadcast history. I mean, never probably, you know, in our wildest dreams, when we bought these houses, did we think we'd be broadcasting, you know, live to the whole world on the internet? Just kind of a weird thing. You know what's a wonderful thing, though? Hmm. Because of all the concern about contaminants, I haven't really had anything to drink at work other than my water bottle, which is like, you know, tied up very tightly for, I don't know, it seems like two months. I am having a nice iced tea right now. And I'm enjoying it, John. Yeah. And the commute, of course, is uh, really easy, right? It's a nice, nice, easy commute. The commute's pretty quick. You want to talk about your room at all? Where are you? you Uh, I'm in the spare room. Spare room. Looking good. It's green. Mm -hmm. And and you know what's interesting about living in an old house is when I went to set up the home studio, people, I'm happy to tell you, I couldn't find a three-pronged outlet to save (laughs) my life. Of course you couldn't. No, no, right. (laughs) You wouldn't believe the electricity I've run into this room. I mean, it could spontaneously combust Mm -hmm. at any time. Right. I've asked uh, the special instructions. I've asked the family to try to be as careful as possible with the extraneous noise. And also uh, keep your bathroom breaks to a minimum, please, as you walk by. (laughs) Okay, Waving to people well, when we were getting ready for the show, uh, my cat walked across the computer, mm-hmm. scared Mike to death. Scared me to death. 
<laughs> Sorry, Mike. I don't know what it was at first. I just saw this massive fur ball <laughs> just jump up on the screen. And- oh, this is going to be a great show. Who knows what's going to unfold? <laughs> All right, coming up next. Many. That's right. Coming yeah. up next, we're going to go live to the White House. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. He'll give us the latest on the coronavirus and all the news from inside the Beltway. It is the uh, shelter at home edition of the Ride Home. One hundred one point five WORD. Gary Ringer was a successful Christian businessman, but he says he still wasn't thinking rightly about the business he was running. We wanted to be God-honoring, but as far as our giving, it was our business and we would, if you will, tip God as it increased. How things change when you realize everything belongs to God. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Maybe you could relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family. MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We or United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. When you think about sending your kids off to college, do you get nervous about what they'll be learning? Are you concerned that your faith perspective will be attacked or that your child won't be strong enough to withstand the challenge? Check out No Safe Spaces, a documentary that takes you on campus to see what higher education in America is like today. The more info you as a parent have, the better. After all, you're paying for it. You can watch No Safe Spaces on demand. Go to nosafespaces.com to find out how to watch this Dennis Prager film. Nosafespaces.com. Hey, thanks for being with us. We're uh, making history today as we broadcast live from our uh, spare rooms and our separate houses. But as always, our first guest of the week, we go to the White House where there are plenty of spare rooms. Greg Clarkson joins us. Greg is the SRN News Salem Radio Network White House reporter. Greg, welcome to the show. Happy Monday to you. 
Well, happy Monday to you, and uh, congratulations on your history-making venture today, you guys. <laughs> it's, yeah. It would only be complete, Greg, if we could see you in your spare room. Well, we might have to uh, make plans for that in the future. Okay. All right. Nice. We'd, look, we'd look forward to that. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, breaking news that Boris Johnson, uh, the prime minister of England, has been admitted to the intensive care unit suffering from the coronavirus. Uh, Greg, has there been a comment from the president? Uh, not a comment um, that I've seen in just the last little while. He, uh, the president spoke about Boris Johnson at the top of his uh, White House briefing yesterday afternoon in the early evening. Uh, he was sending well wishes to Boris Johnson. He knows Boris Johnson well. Uh, he said that Americans are you know, praying for him and for his health and for you know, his recovery. Uh, as a lot of people obviously are, are dealing with this virus, but you've got the Prime Minister of Britain uh, hospitalized over the weekend, and according to 10 Downing Street, uh, the government official there saying that it was just as, as a precaution because the Prime Minister had symptoms, but today we're learning uh, persistent fever and cough, and of course those um, you know, those are those are two of the telltale signs of, of COVID-19, and they felt it necessary to move them to the ICU. So everybody's watching very carefully that very developing story. I see. So, Greg, of course, um, yesterday on the Sunday morning news shows, there was a great alarm, um, the confirmation that this may be the worst week or the beginning of one of the worst weeks. Uh, today, it was revealed there's been uh, 10,000 deaths in the United States, which is combined between uh, Italy and Spain, their top totals. Uh, things are peaking perhaps uh, quickly, and uh, there is still, of course, reason to be deeply concerned about where we are, yeah? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a good summary, John. You know, really, the number projections, the estimates that White House officials had given us a week ago are pretty much still in place in terms of saying these next couple of weeks are going to be very critical from a couple of perspectives. One, in terms of hospital room capacity in some of these hotspot cities, such as New York, New Orleans is a real big concern, as is Detroit, Michigan. And in terms of the number of deaths that we're seeing, and all, all of what's involved in projecting those deaths has been how the United States, how American people have been responding to guidelines to stay at home and wash their hands and, and all the rest in terms of precautionary steps. And, and the, the White House medical experts say that these next two weeks are still going to be critical for people to follow those CDC guidelines because essentially what they say, Dr. Fauci is <laughs> you know, on repeat and you know, broken record in saying over and over, that these um, these death numbers and the numbers of cases they lag behind the actual you know you know being exposed to and getting the virus and so that's why they say practicing the social distancing is so very important because uh, you may not realize you have the virus until two weeks down the road. Mm-hmm. Greg, it might have been uh, you know all the days run together when you're in this circumstance. I'm sure the same thing's happening to you, but. Uh, I think it was either Friday or Saturday's uh, press conference that the president had with Dr. Deborah Burks. And um, one of the press was, you know, 
kind of going down a route saying, let's try to talk about what the United States did wrong. How did we screw this up? How has this administration been so incompetent that it allowed us to get to this point? Deborah Burks came out and spoke strongly and said, hey, there's going to be time for that after this is over. But right in the middle of this, we need to pay attention to now. There's going to be a lot of time uh, in hindsight to go back and assess where we've been, but we all need to concentrate now. I assume that's the uh, perspective that the president is taking from this point forward. No, it, it, it really is. And she, you know, <clears throat> was, was forceful in, in saying, just as you put it, saying we need to, we need to focus the, you know, the energy on the priority of the moment, and that is dealing with the pandemic as it's reaching its peak here in the United States, hopefully here in the middle of, of April, and then the, the country can start to turn a corner. I mean, we've, we've got not just the medical health crisis, but then that in turn has led to an economic crisis as well. And so you've got these twin problems that are facing the country right now, both at a very large scale. Obviously, there are, there are, there are open questions about how the federal government responded. Um, and to be honest, there have been shifting explanations from President Trump. If you go back to what he said in, in January, late January and through early February, as, as opposed to what he is saying now. And obviously, the definition of a crisis often often means that uh, whomever or whatever was not prepared to deal with it. That's that's sort of the nature of of what we're dealing with. So obviously there are there are human errors and frailties. And there, you're right. There will be an opportunity, whether it's through a congressional investigation or whatever, some sort of look back of lessons learned and and how the U.S. can be better prepared. But I think a lot of people right now are just wanting to uh, to get through this so that we can keep those death numbers as low as possible. Yes, Greg Cluxton is with us. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. He's at the White House right now. Uh, Greg, of course, the the hope is that the this catastrophe, worldwide catastrophe, would not be politicized, would not be left versus right, Republican versus Democrat, but uh, such as it is where we live uh, in today's world. Let's talk uh, right now uh, about the response in President Trump. Now, I, I greatly appreciate, as a citizen, the president and the daily updates. I believe that uh, having the yeah, president there and uh, the different healthcare provi- mm-hmm. healthcare experts talk about this in many ways does sort of feed the narrative that the government is in control, despite what the naysayers may say, and that actions are being taken accordingly, and all of us tend to be on the same page, hoping to follow along and lift each other up. Yeah, the, the idea that the president has really embraced these daily briefings um, speaks to that point of, of, of communication to the American people. And obviously, uh, he and his administration want to project an image of, of control and strength where, you know, where it's, um, it's, it's likely to be the case, um, even though there are some, some questions about you know, distribution of supplies and uh, the state of the federal stockpile of those kinds of goods and and, uh, and ventilators and, and that sort of thing. So obviously, even though there are going to be some bumps along the way, uh, it is an opportunity for the country to, you know, to tune in and, and receive these updates. And sometimes, you know, the questions, uh, you know, can be can be very pointed. And other times they're simply just informative questions and answers. And, and all of that can be very helpful and informative. It's interesting because yesterday being Palm Sunday, uh, the White House uh, late in the morning, even before lunchtime, had said, 
no more. Uh, there were there were no public events on the president's schedule yesterday, and they said no no access to the president today. So reporters can basically stand down for the rest of the day. That changed about 3:30 when the president tweeted that, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have a news conference uh, about 5 or 5:30 tonight. So even on Palm Sunday. Um, while they were thinking about taking a break from those briefings, they went ahead and did one last night anyway. Right. And we don't know the reason for that, do we, Greg? I mean, you can watch on Twitter. Everyone has their idea of some nefarious purpose the president had for doing a uh, press conference last night. Do you know what the thinking was on that? I don't. I, I wondered if, if there was some urgent development or yeah, information so that needed to be shared. And um, I, I don't think that that came in the briefing. I mean, there were certainly updates to be made on the numbers of supplies delivered and that sort of thing, Kathy. But uh, there didn't seem to be an overriding um, issue except to you know, punctuate what they have been saying about the guidelines you know, for many, many days now. Uh, the financial markets, uh, Greg, it looks like they're uh, responding positively today. Uh, news that the stocks are surging as uh, the virus seems to be slowing down in some areas. Can you speak to us about that? Yeah, it, it's really interesting because, you know, uh, investors, they're, they're grasping and looking for any positive news. And so yesterday, even though uh, we were hearing from the president and the other officials at the briefing about how this is going to be a very tough week, maybe, uh, maybe for the next two weeks, they did talk about light at the end of the tunnel. And they talked about how, for example, the number of deaths uh, and cases in New York City had plateaued for a day or two. And so, and they had, and uh, Dr. Burks was also pointing to brand new data coming out of Italy and Spain, where it looks as if their numbers have started to level off as well. And we're running 10 or 12 days behind um, on, the, on the projection trends, what Italy and Spain have been dealing with. So all of that was seen as encouraging news, although obviously the projections are still pretty dire. Uh, but investors really jumped on that today, you guys. Uh, you know, the Dow closed up seven and three quarter percent. It was a 1,600-point gain on the Dow today. And the S&P and uh, NASDAQ also up seven percent or plus. So, in, you know, obviously it's been, it's been sort of a roller coaster on Wall Street. And so, uh, you know, some of these numbers could evaporate tomorrow or later in the week. But right now, investors were encouraged by what they're hearing, generally speaking, not just in the U.S., but globally as well. Greg, talk to us about the scene at the White House. Uh, I know that uh, in past weeks you've talked about as anyone makes entrance into the White House, their temperature is scanned. Mm. What about the uh, precautions that are in place? Are there any new guidelines, any uh, additional security that you're having to go through? No additional security or procedures for the reporters uh, from what we talked about last week. So entering the complex, uh, any reporter, any staff member has to get their temperature checked. And then uh, once you're in the building, if you have a seat uh, in the rotation for that day's daily briefing, then... Well, you have to get your temperature checked a second time. So that precaution has been in place for a week or two. Late last week, the White House announced that uh, now with the availability of these rapid COVID-19 tests, uh, staff workers and officials who are working in close proximity to President Trump and the Vice President, Mike Pence, they are going to be tested um, if, for example, they're sitting in the situation room around the conference table with either of those men, or if they're standing on the stage um, there at the front of the briefing room in fairly close quarters. So those are some of the more recent changes, more dealing with those who are working very close on a day-to-day -day basis with the president and the vice president.
Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, last question for you. Let's uh, end where we began. The breaking news this afternoon is that Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister, has been moved as a result of the coronavirus uh, from a regular hospital room to intensive care. I wonder, Greg, if you can comment, and I don't ask you to speak for the president, but it has to be humbling. Um, Any world leader is not immune from suffering the uh, results of this terrible disease. No, that's exactly right, Kathy. And obviously, there are so many people dealing with this, and Boris Johnson is one human out of many receiving this. But because of his position of authority and um, elected power of government um, in uh, in a country like the UK, um, you know, it obviously gets attention. And I, I think you're right. Uh, the president, over the last number of days, late last week and at least once over the weekend at his briefings, um, has referred to a couple of times the hospital in Elmhurst, New York. This is in the New York City area in the Queens borough. That's, um, it's right near where Donald Trump grew up. He knows that neighborhood as somebody, that was his hometown growing up. And he has seen the pictures of, you know, uh, ambulances just bringing, um, bot, you know, people after people um, into the hospital and then also body bags being removed from a hospital like that. And so he is, he has spoken with more heartfelt emotion um, and I think in personal insight uh, to that because that really hits home for him because that's where he grew up. And so you, you do get glimpses of this when you realize that, you know, even the president of the United States, even the British prime minister, um, we're all in this together in terms of uh, it, you know, we're all being at, you know, all at risk because of this, just because we're all human. So uh, there is a, there is a human and a personal, you know, part of the equation here that we do sometimes see even in the white house briefing room. Amen. Well, speaking of the human equation, Greg, uh, media today, especially national media, has been deeply maligned. But uh, Kath and I, and I'm sure all of our listeners, uh, we owe you a debt of gratitude for your work, keeping us informed about what's happening inside the inner workings of the White House. So uh, for you and your family, please please be safe. Our prayers are certainly with you. Well, thanks. Much appreciated. And uh, have a great Zoom for the rest of the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Greg Clugston. Greg Cluxton, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com, where we are streaming live. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. But great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. 
This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family. MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight, considerable clouds with occasional rain, late low 47. Cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 66. Overcast and mild tomorrow night with showers and a thunderstorm low 56. Wednesday, cloudy with spotty showers in the morning and becoming breezy, high 68. Thursday, cloudy, windy and cooler, high 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Time for a plague update. (laughs) Okay, here's a story that uh, goes back centuries but reminds us that we're all in the same boat, especially okay. as believers of Jesus Christ. The bubonic plague, Kath, okay. 1623, okay. still ravaging through Europe. There was a small town in Bavaria. The town is called Obermagrau. Now, I'm sure I'm mis- mispronouncing that. But Hard in to believe. This, in- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, believe. you're strong in that area, but go on. <laughs> It is true. It is one of my strong points. (laughs) Okay. In this village, one out of every four people was dying from the bubonic plague. Oh, gosh. So uh, One in every four? Yes. Whole families were wiped out, 1623. So the remaining villagers stood before a cross in the center of the town. They pledged to God that if he spared those who remained, the village would perform the Passion Play every Holy Week, and thereafter, for the next for the next run throughout that that season of the of the Easter season, every ten years, oh. forever and ever and ever, in those four centuries, this town has been faithful to that. Now, in the beginning of the twentieth century, of course, it took on a commercial aspect, and of course, in the fifties and nineteen sixties, it really exploded. So the entire town right now essentially is based around the Passion Play. Well. It's funny that the promise that was made in 1623 is now going to be broken because of the plague. Right. The pandemic worldwide, they have canceled this play for only the second time. 
Once was uh, during World War II. Another time was during the 1918 flu pandemic. So um, it's really shocking because everything is built around this. Like anything in a resort area, which this has become. Sure. Hotels have been booked and then canceled. All the different, you know, souvenir things and around that. It, but the the people who are still involved in this in this production said that they're they're crying out to Jesus. They hope that as this is over, that in a year or perhaps two they'll reschedule this. Now there's a woman in this town who's a hundred years old. This is this would have been her tenth production in the Passion Play. Wow. She's hoping that she lives another year or Good. two so she can be part of that ten year cycle. She's played various roles. Everyone in the play who's in the town, they're all amateur actors, but they all have assigned parts every ten years. Nicole. That's an amazing story. Yeah. And that's one of those things that just becomes what you do. Right. If you live there. Like that's just part of your hometown. You know, yeah. Right. It's 1623 like 1623 to today. Jeez. Place canceled. Yeah. So was there any association with the fact that, so let me go back. The initial performance that they did in 1623, what it was like an if then with God, the people had like, if you, what, yes. if you heal us from the bubonic plague, we'll do this. Right. Please. So then the, the, there's a book, they have a, like a listing of all the dead from 1623 mm-hmm. and they go, but da, 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 and then it stops, and there's no names that are in the book because people stopped dying after they made this promise. So the church fathers today in this German village say, of course it's a miracle. We have written proof of it because nobody died after the pledge was made. I don't know. Do you buy that? Yeah, I do. Do you? I think it's cool, yeah. I sure. don't think I buy that. You think it's, uh, what, too coincidental or just too fantastical? I don't think it's too fantastical. God can do whatever he wants. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know if God responds to our if then Our cries. Yeah, right. He responds to our cries for sure. Yeah. But he's, he responds to our if then. So, you know, bargaining with God, I don't think is a recommended practice. Do you know no, what I mean? Not, no. <laughs> I but, just, but many people have cried out in their despair and said, yeah. Lord, if, if, if I do this, please rescue me. Right. So, you know, as, as opposed to an individual rescue, this is a communal rescue. I believe God could do that. I believe God can do it too. I'm just not sure if God responds to our, to the parameters we set up for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. But again, I'm not here to judge a story from 1623 and people who've been faithful doing something for 400 years. I think it's probably the time when Kathy should shut up. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're right to have some sort of skepticism, especially, you know, now it's become a tourist attraction and things like that. Um, I just think I think that we have I think it puts forward the idea that God is our cosmic vending machine. Right. And if we put in the right thing, then the thing we want comes out. And God's not like that. I mean, God is his own individual being and he's going to do what he's going to do. And we're not him. So and more often I guess that's why I respond badly to it. You know, that quid pro quo kind of thing. I mean, doesn't really doesn't really work that way. Be a quid pro quo thing if you were talking about another human. Yeah, right. But it right. also reinforces the idea that God's like us, right? Also, so, so, well, it, it makes us think that, you know, well, it, I could say to you, if I'm really desperate, hey, John, if you do this for me, 
then I promise I'm going to come through for you. That's something that we as humans are going to negotiate, <laughs> right, right, right? right? But it, but God's not like us. God's not made of the same stuff yeah. we are. And so I think it's weird when we start to treat him like he's common. He's not common. No, he's not. He's not common. But I, I do believe this. I mean, I, I do believe that you know, miracles happen. So why not a miracle in Bavaria in right. 1623? And- I'm, all in, I'm all in favor of the miracle. I mean, first of all, me being in favor of it doesn't make it real or not. I mean, right. it's if God decided to do something, he can decide to do something on his own. He doesn't have to wait for my confirmation. I think but, what I take from it, though, is the faithfulness that, you know, yes. for four centuries, yeah. this sure. has become part of the DNA of that village. And so every school child from the very beginning has heard the story about God's faithfulness. So we inclined, we in turn must be faithful as well. Okay. I think that's the powerful I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Right. So faithfulness for 400 plus years. I bet you a lot of people have come There's to something to be Jesus said for Christ. that. Sure. Yeah. Powerful There's something to be that. said for that and appreciated. Amen. All right. We need to step away. When we come back, Eddie Jones will be with us from Eternal City Church. He's going to talk about laughter and family. What's important during the pandemic. That's we need next. both of those now. Quarantine edition of the Rhino. WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man, call Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow man. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Did you know more than 16 million Americans suffer from a chronic inflammatory skin condition called rosacea, yet most don't know it? Often mistaken for acne, there are many signs and symptoms besides facial redness, bumps and pimples, and visible blood vessels. Other symptoms include facial burning, stinging or swelling, even enlargement of the nose. Rosacea may also affect the eyes, causing a bloodshot appearance and irritation that could lead to vision loss. 
Any one of these signs and symptoms can mean rosacea, and without medical help, it can become increasingly severe and wreak havoc on your personal and professional life. Rosacea typically appears any time after age 30, so if you experience any sign of rosacea, see a dermatologist as soon as possible and ask about advances in medical treatment. For more information, contact the National Rosacea Society at rosacea.org. Yeah, it's the uh, quarantine edition of The Ride Home. It's the very first day broadcasting from our homes instead of being in studio. So for those of you who are watching us on Facebook right now, hi, you guys. Hi, how you guys? I know it looks different. Uh, We're not in the studio with our nice setup. Mike's back in the studio uh, making sure that all of the uh, bells and whistles happen. Mm -hmm. John's trying to figure out how he can wear his mask. Very nice. And uh, I'm in my spare room, happy to be talking to all of you today. If you want to follow along with the uh, program online and watch it unfold, find us on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM and watch the stream or the ride home with John and Kathy. And if you're already watching the stream and you like it, would you please post it on your page, refer a friend, tell them about it because we have all sorts of fun as much as we can possibly have in days like today. We're so happy to have Eddie Jones with us. Eddie's been a good friend of ours for a long time from Eternal City Church. Eddie, welcome in, my friend. Hey, hey, hello, guys. How you doing? We're not good. too bad, Eddie. No, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. We're surviving. Um, look, these are weird times, right? And, and certainly as a pastor, yeah. you've got a lot more on your plate than, uh, than you know, just the regular folks do. So, so talk to us, uh, Eddie, about this. Uh, as a pastor, you, you want to make sure that you have the, um, the weight of the moment uh, inclined in people's lives. But at the same time, uh, you can't beat the drum of doom and gloom all the time. There has to be some sort of measure of lightness in all this as well, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, I think that's one of the things we as believers can can count on. In the midst of uh, what appears to be doom and gloom and despair, uh, we can still have joy in the Lord and rejoice in the Lord in spite of what's going on around us. Uh, I think the Bible would back me up on that. And, uh, I mean, Paul written, wrote letters from jail talking about joy. And, and happiness, and so I think that's very important for us as believers, uh, not to deny what's going on, but to not to allow it to overwhelm us and overcome us. Right. Well, and that's the hard thing, Eddie, right, is not allowing it to overwhelm us. I mean, if we act like nothing's happening, then that it's stupid because these we're called to stand up and be strong and be leaders in our home, in our communities, at work, whatever it is in times like this. Um, but it's too heavy a burden to carry on our own all the time. Oh, Ollie, definitely, for sure. We cannot carry it on our own. We are to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us and um, cast this pandemic upon him in, in, yeah. in my personal life, even in how I, how I view it and how I allow it to affect me to cast I, my concerns about the, 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 the uh, COVID-19 pand- pandemic upon the Lord and not to try to carry that burden myself. I mean, Eddie, I don't know about in your house, but, you know, early on, whenever this thing was starting to unfold and it looked as though we were watching, you know, a a movie about the pandemic, my wife and I sort of slipped into dark humor mode, right, where we were sort of making light of our situation. And, you know, at at one point uh, I said, oh, oh, maybe it's too soon for that. But I I think there's something to be said, you know, that God has given us a sense of humor in some way to sort of negate what's, what's upon us. It's necessary that we have this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely for sure. I think that's uh, that's um, I think that's that's healthy when we can do that. We don't want to obviously um, do it in bad taste and and make a light of what's happening because people are dying 
and people are very sick and people are dying, so we don't want to make light of that. But at the same time, we can still laugh and we can still um, make jokes. And, you know, I've seen videos and, and, and little things about uh, the, the, the coronavirus and how it affects people. And I think that's healthy, as long as we don't go too far with it and, and like I said, do it in bad taste. But laughter is like medicine, the Bible says. And uh, yeah. so we can use this now definitely. We need to laugh. And I think that's a gift. Laughter is a gift from God. Um, uh, laughing and being able to, to, to make light of sometimes life situations. And I think it's healthy to do that. We're talking to Eddie Jones from Eternal City Church here in the Pittsburgh area. Eddie, talk about your family. Um, how are you guys weathering it? What have you done? Have you had like a, a Zoom dinner party yet? <laughs> no, we've had to cancel. We usually do a family dinner like every other month here at my house, but uh, we haven't been able to do that. Um, but we obviously are trying to obey the, the, the command to, to social distance. And so we've been doing that, obviously talking over the phone or what have you, but not being able to get together physically like we like we'd like to and have in the past. Right. So just just like everybody else, we're trying to to, to weather weather this storm and do what's uh, what's necessary to get back to quote unquote normal. Eddie Jones with us. He's pastor, uh, co-pastor at Eternal City Church here in the city of Pittsburgh. Eddie, what's it like? Uh, are you streaming? Uh, how's your community gathering? Yes, we what's are. it like to be a pastor yes, and to reach out to people? Yes, we are live streaming our services as, as well as most people are. So we're doing that, and our small groups are, are Zooming uh, um, instead of meeting physically. So we're, we're, we're uh, doing whatever, what everybody else is doing in live streaming and, 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 and virtual uh, meetings and what have you, which is kind of new to me, which is probably new to everybody. Um, but I'm not real, real familiar with that kind of stuff. But I have, we have been doing that the past couple of weeks, yes, live streaming. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, Eddie. It's just weird times. It is and, weird. Uh, I, I very, sort of very, myself yeah. run the, the gamut emotionally I, between, you know, deeply be, being deeply anxious or in despair or, you know, suspicious of I'm trying not to be a hypochondriac. And at the same time, you know, trying to have fun and be foolish about it and, you know, not to freak out my kids and my wife. Um, it, it's right, just kind of an yeah. odd thing. And I, I, I guess, that, you know, you just follow along with what your own prescription is for the moment. Yeah. The, the balance is key. I think to having the balance of, 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 Considering the seriousness of the of the of the pandemic and the in the moment, and also uh, living life, continuing to live your life as normal as possible, and continuing to continuing to laugh and joke and have fun in the midst of this. And there's a balance with that. There's always a balance. Um, you can you can always have extremes on either side. Um, but right, I think exactly. finding that balance, um, understanding the seriousness of the moment, but at the same time being able to laugh. And, and and be joyful in the Lord in the midst of it all. And that's and not always one, easy to final do. Thing. Especially uh, one, one more thing. Uh, how's your you prayer life? Uh, talk to us about that. Well, that's obviously intrigued me. That I'm, well, I've been home a lot all the time, so it's not, nothing new to me to my social distance like this, because I live by myself anyway. So that's not so much new. But obviously, um, um, I've been, been doing a lot of reading, catching up on a lot of reading and praying. And that's been great. I've been loving that. That's not a downside to me. I, I love that. So I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Eddie, last, uh, last question for you. Does it cause you to think back on happier times? I mean, hearing your voice, first of all, you and I have had so many good times over the years, but I'm thinking about like <laughs> yeah. being at Stevie Wonder, you know, yeah. songs in the key yeah. of life or going to see Earth, Wind and Fire. I mean, it seems like forever ago we were doing that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and, and perfectly we'll get back to that. And I think we yeah. will. I do wonder how, how normal we will get back to, um, if we will get back to normal, normal, quote unquote, if you know what I mean, or if we will always have this in the back of our minds and always, um, have some, some hesitancy about doing certain things because of this. That may be. But I think we'll get back to, to the concerts and the sporting okay. events and the family functions and all of that. And I, as far as family's concerned, this is, I think, a great time for families to make memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the time you have together. Some of my greatest right. memories growing up is being um, with the family and playing card games around the table and Monopoly around the table with the family and my mother screaming at my dad for cheating and all that kind of stuff. Making those <laughs> kind of memories. I think it's, it's a great time for families to do that now. That's good. Eddie, listen, that's just like playing with John. I mean, he needs a full-time proctor. It's a real concern. Don't look away. Things change real quickly. Eddie, hey, before you leave us, uh, tell us about Eternal City. Let people know where they can uh, catch you guys. Yeah, so well, right now um, we're live streaming on, and we, are, we do have a YouTube channel. You can catch us on Sundays at 5 o'clock on our YouTube channel. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe. And when we get back to normal, we meet on Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock in Wilkinsburg at the Covenant. Fellowship Presbyterian Church. We'd love to have you. But follow us on the live stream on Sundays at 5 o'clock. Fabulous. On our YouTube well, Eddie, uh, we hope the next time we speak with you, all this will be yeah. over. And uh, our prayers are, are with you as uh, Eternal City is uh, is moving forward with everybody else. So thanks an awful lot. Uh, peace be with Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you. Appreciate it. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. That's Eddie Jones, one of our favorites. There's much more coming up on today's Ride Home. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. 
Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. As soon as we're back out in our yard, yep, we get company. Dandelions, lurking crabgrass, and wheat-thin grass. But Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action takes care of them all. Now, with one bag, you can kill weeds, prevent crabgrass for up to four months, and feed for greener grass. Triple Action, so your lawn thrives, guaranteed. Only from Scott's. Weeds aren't welcome here. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. You had, um, you know, Jeopardy on television, a Wheel of Fortune, and they would occasionally release a game. You know, they would call it the home edition. But of listen, Jeopardy. I love that. Right? Yeah. I loved so that. You could play the game in the, you know, your own comfort of your own uh, living room. 20. This is the home edition of the ride home. It is. We are playing the game currently, all of That's us. Right. It's not $25,000 pyramid, but darn it, it's close. <laughs> Where's Wink Martindale when you need him? That wasn't Wink Martindale. I forget who that was, oh, but... W- what was what was what was Wink Martindale famous for? Wink Martindale was uh, Joker's Wild. Oh, oh, I thought he was jo- Joker. Oh. Joker, right? Okay, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wink's been around. Okay, okay. Um, how about Wink's this? hair? Remember Wink's hair? I'd kill for that hair. It was like immovable. Look at me. Look it was. I kill for it that was, hair. Okay. I mean, it, yes, it was thick, okay. but it was also slightly thick, unnatural, maybe in its presentation okay. anyway that's please go on i've interrupted your story that's good okay are you a simpsons fan the simpsons Homer, i feel Martin, badly Bart? i feel like i would really like the simpsons yeah. and i've only seen maybe 15 episodes why is that really I don't, I, it's on sun it was on sunday night right it's still on sunday night see yeah. that's i i just don't watch tv then okay. i guess that's the problem well the simpsons have been they are essentially the longest running show on right. television yeah broadcast history for more than 30 years However, like, you know, any program that's been on television for a long time, there are up periods and down periods. Well, uh, in the um, mid-70s, 1996, 1997, the Simpsons were a little flat. So the agency that uh, runs the Simpsons, the advertising agency, they were looking for a sort of like, you know, um, a little extra push to make the show more relevant to mainstream America. They came upon an idea of having a contest with Pepsi to build an exact replica of the Simpsons home. And they did this in a planned community in Nevada. No way. Yeah. I mean, to the T, the house inside and out, same color, same floor plan, everything to a T. That's funny. Oh, it's fabulous. So Pepsi went along, millions of people, you know, went in and, you know, they did this sort of scratch off thing. You had to sort of, you know, send some uh, 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 form into the Pepsi Corporation. Okay. Finally, with great fanfare, a winner was announced. And it was a woman uh, in rural Kentucky who was living on a farm. And she won the house? She won the house. So... They brought her out to Nevada with her grandchildren. She was sort of a scan set. You know, they said, well, what, why did you do this? And she said, well, my grandchildren insisted that we enter. She said, I'm not a fan of the Simpson show. I know it's always the case. So they the said, people who well, win never like the thing. Right. So you had two choices. You could live in the house yeah. or buy the house or, or sell the house. 
She chose the latter. She chose to sell the house at a deep discount. The house was valued at $150,000. She sold the house for $75,000. So the current owner is the person who bought the house back in 1997, still living there, but haunted by complete and total strangers arriving at the house, trying to open the door, looking in the windows, posing for photographs. That's super weird, but what, what do you expect? You buy the Simpsons house. That's what's going to happen. The Simpsons house. Right. I mean, if you're living in the Brady Bunch house, people are going to come by and take a pic. Yeah. The Brady Bunch house. What? The Breaking Bad house. The Breaking the da- Bad house. Right. That's the house you want to hang out house. in. Right. I mean, any number of houses. It comes what about Don Draper's house? That was a nice house. Yeah. But Don Draper didn't. Don Draper, he lived in a, a skyscraper. Yeah, right? but he, he had a house in- for a while at the beginning. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. Before his personal life went to heck. Anyway. This is not the Simpson house. It is not the Breaking Bad house. It is the house of John and Kathy. Well, her house and my house in different locations. We're broadcasting live. Listen on pan- your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com. iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been moved to the intensive care unit of a London hospital after his coronavirus symptoms worsened. Johnson's office says Johnson is conscious and does not require ventilation at the moment. He was admitted to St. Thomas's Hospital late Sunday, 10 days after he was diagnosed with COVID-19. The steep rise in coronavirus deaths in New York appears to be leveling off and a possible sign that social distancing is working in the most lethal hotspot in the United States. The trend seems to have taken hold even more convincingly in hard-hit Italy and Spain. A worldwide rally gained steam on Wall Street, propelling major indexes up more than 7%. Traders cheering glimmers of hope that the deadliness of the coronavirus outbreak could be slowing in some hard-hit areas. The Dow gained 1,627 points today. This is- At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-41-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. 
Call 888-41-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-41-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building fast and easy. Call 888-41-STEEL. That's 888-417-8335. 888-41-STEEL. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Tonight, considerable clouds with occasional rain late, low 47. Cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 66. Overcast and mild tomorrow night with showers and a thunderstorm, low 56. Wednesday, cloudy with spotty showers in the morning, then becoming breezy, high 68. Thursday, cloudy, windy, and cooler, high 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. It's the uh, 5 o'clock edition, the stay-at-home edition Mm -hmm. of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mm -hmm. Kath, uh, you're broadcasting currently from where? I'm broadcasting from my spare bedroom, John. Thank you for asking. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the accoutrements. The, Thank uh, you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're sort of, in, well, you're not sort of, you are. We're inviting people into our homes now. Right. Right. Yes. In fact, my daughter just texted me about 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I want to take a shower. Can I? Like she's concerned that the sounds of the shower are going to be transmitted across the airwaves. It's a good very, daughter, right? Yeah, it's an awkward sure. time. I'll be honest yes, with you. It is. Yes. Um, you have to have a, a little uh, tougher skin here to uh, exist in right. this day and age. Right now, John, okay. where, where are you broadcasting from? I'm here in a spare room. And, also? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can see, uh, you know, there's my radio. There's okay. my, my, pl- <laughs> my plant. Right. Because, you know, just, you know, 
It's just life. Right? Is there any is there any concern about uh, perhaps your son charging in or your dog or anything untoward that might happen? Uh, no, I've got family. My, I've got a boy downstairs, mm-hmm. uh, my son downstairs. Nobody else. The dog is old and very sleepy, oh, so I'd be surprised okay. if he'd wake up at all. Okay. But, uh, no, I, I think we're under control. My only concern is right out the window here. My neighbor is fastidious about his lawn care. He's been out there twice in the early spring. At any moment, he may fire up the John Deere, and uh, that'll put a different tone to the show. Well, I, for one, can't wait. (laughs) Me as well. Uh Okay, so in the midst of all this, because a, a lot of people, we are now officially sheltering in place. Yes. Has there been a change to your lifestyle, to the way uh, your diet is structured or anything like that. (laughs) Now this just happened today because for those of you who are listening to the show and have never watched it, I want to encourage you log on to Facebook 101.5 word FM or the ride home with John and Kathy. You can watch the show um, as it streams live on Facebook. But today is the very first day that we haven't been in the studio, right? So we're at home and it's thrown everything off, John. I realized, you know, we we did our pre-show meeting. We, you know, tested all of our audio and video and all of that. And I realized right before we went on the air, I hadn't had a thing to drink all day. Oh, so you're dehydrated. I'm, I'm, to- I'm, just, I'm just off. You know, I'm yeah. concerned about the mask. I mean, Mike, can people see you? I mean, like, this is what Mike's doing. Oh, yeah. Here I am, everybody. Yeah. I mean, you- I, that seems like overkill. I'm braving, bit. I'm braving the storm. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. So Mike is at Seven Parkway Center mm-hmm. where uh, he's manning the controls and Kath and I are home. Right. Are things really that bad at Seven Parkway Center, Mike? No, not really. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty bare. I mean, I I, yeah. I probably ran into like 3 or 4 people. Okay. And so you're probably uh, safer there than you are anywhere else. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Other than your own home. Yeah. Very good. Right. Absolutely. All right. Okay, what about you, John? Do you find any of your normal like rhythms thrown? Are you drinking? Like are you I, Am I drink- are you <laughs> oh, Yeah, I'm drinking a- all right. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not drinking. Uh, no, uh, I am. Uh, oh boy! All I, of a sudden, I, the stay-at-home edition is getting more interesting. No, no, no. I, I, I really, I don't think I'm uh, exhibiting uh, any more aberrant behavior than usual. Okay. I would say that that's within safe confines. What do you sure. think? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. No. Um, what about family? Family? No, we're good. I mean, yesterday, okay. look, my wife, she was like, my wife is like, she can do just about anything. So I know. she sat down and she made 14 of these masks uh, for family and friends. Okay. And then what happened? I texted you and immediately said, can we have four? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People did. I, I did, you know, make the pronouncement and then uh, requests did come in, which is fine. You know, we're, we're happy to look at me. So. I just got People, refer- I have limited, I have a limited array of skills. It doesn't mm-hmm. include the sewing machine. That's fine. Everybody has a skill set. So here's me though. My first response was yes, yes, you, and yes, you. So <laughs> meanwhile, you've I committed can't. her to make like 300. Honey, we got an order for five more coming in. I want you to sit there for another couple of hours, okay? Oh, there's six more coming in. I'm happy to volunteer my wife to work as much as possible. That's nice. And could you add Mike Duffy to that? Because if he keeps on with the scarf thing, he's going to expire. Yes. Okay. So uh, masks are on the way. I mean, how much are you going to wear the mask? Well, I'm going to wear the mask because that's what they tell me to do when I go out, but I'm going to hate it. You're right. You know, I flew, uh, I, I had a long plane trip to Indonesia at the beginning of February when the coronavirus news was kind of just coming out of China. And a lot of people were wearing masks then, um, especially when we were in Japan. 
uh, on our way there and on the way back, everybody wore a mask. I mean, we were the, the only people in the entire Tokyo airport that didn't have masks on. Wow, really? So, yeah. So I certainly thought about it. But when I wear a mask, I it is like I'm not claustrophobic, but it's just such a it feels awful. It's a weird feeling. But okay. I'll do it. I mean, I'll do it because that's what we have to do. But the point I don't the want somebody is- to get sick. I don't want to. What's that horrible term they're using when you have the virus, but you don't know yet you're shedding? Shedding, right. Well, okay, awful. but th- the purpose of the mask, though, is to protect others, not right. necessarily so if yourself. I, so if I have it and it's two days before I'm going to get symptoms, I could be shedding. Right. So and all so I should people- wear the mask. All those people in the Tokyo airport, they were doing you a favor. You yourself were the one who should have been shunned because you were doing no one else a favor. Well, I was shunned because I was an American. I'll be honest with you. Hey, now, so I don't know on. if the mask was really the top problem. Right. Hey, now listen, uh, as we're talking, I just heard an ambulance go by. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. In my in my headphones. And I was thinking uh, probably it was my house, not your house. Uh, I remember as a, a schoolboy in a parochial school, in, in, in a Catholic school, the nuns would always say to us, when you hear an ambulance go by, please stop and say a prayer. Mm. And I, I do this. Auto- do you still almost, do that? I, I do. It's on an automatic good. thing. I That's think wonderful. about this often. And now look at you think how many ambulances are going by right. with certain people that are sick because of the coronavirus. Yes. Look pray at what it happened. up, people. Right. Pray it up. I mean, you're pray talking to people up. in New York City. We were talking with uh, Alyssa Wilkinson, who uh, lives in New York City, on the air last week. And she was talking about how many ambulances, you know, the 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 volume is just nonstop. Yes. So yeah. it, it is a good uh, enticement to pray as much as possible. Yeah. Last thing, John, before we break, speaking of Alyssa Wilkinson, our friend and uh, film critic for Vox.com, she mentioned a couple things that we could watch over the weekend, things that were just beginning their streaming because it's the beginning of April. Have you followed through on any of the things other than what was that one you watched? Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. I watched, I watched one episode of nailed it. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine, but he doesn't like it, Mike. He says it's fine, but that means it's not fine. I watched one episode. I can tell. Um, I gotta be honest. I'm a little too scattered to watch television at this point. I am. I'm just, so what do you, what are you like scrolling through social media? Pretty much. Oh, and 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 I did read That's cover to cover. That's not good. Co- That's no, no. not going to be good. Yesterday, cover to cover, I read the hard copy of the newspaper and felt Wow. That's all. See, I bet you love that. Do you do you mean the hours. the Post Gazette? No, the uh, New, New York, York Times. Times. Yeah. Okay. Which took several hours, and that was right. fine. But as far as like watching anything, I don't have the brainwave, the capacity to commit to season seven of whatever. Do you? Okay. Are you watching? Well, I'll stuff? tell you. Oh yeah, I'm watching stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm serious. Every Sunday we're watching an episode of The Grand Tour because I think it's the best oh, show that Amazon does. I think it's absolutely terrific. It's educational. It's fun. It's irreverent. It's It'll make you laugh. Um, even if you don't like cars, you should watch it. I love The Grand Tour. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that. But again, it's a documentary style, so it's not like it's a movie. Right. It's a little different. And so I find that I'm all of us are more eager to do that in my house. Right. Okay, so yeah, at some point I'll, I'm sure I'll do that. That's fine, but you know, right now, anything else? Anything? Anything weird in your household Everything's going on? Everything's weird, John. Yeah, Thanks for weird. asking. Every right. last thing's weird. <laughs> All right. Okay, should we take a break? Yeah, I think we should take a break. Coming up next, we'll talk to Marilyn McIntyre. She's professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley. We're going to talk about a strange subject, but I think it's going to be really terrific: plague literature. Right? 
It's not just Camus who wrote about the plague. We'll talk about why they wrote about it and what it was like next. 101.5 WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and 5000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the kindness challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness if you're getting burned in the market listen up the last couple of months have been alarming to thousands of portfolios we know that many of you are getting pummeled with this current market volatility guess what today is the day that stops we've created a cutting edge interactive program that will help you improve your current financial situation if you're looking to turn your days in the red into consistent months in the green introducing the trader on the street challenge the trader on the street challenge has been designed to help you achieve the profitability and consistency of a wall street professional we know that consistency is one of the most crucial components to becoming a successful trader and that's why we've carefully built the perfect way to incentivize struggling traders to improve their capabilities so if you're tired of rolling with the punches and are willing to rise to the occasion of this unique new challenge text street to 48542 to learn more text the word street to 48542 text street to 48542 to get started today this is dennis prager and my friends they're at it again the left is doing its best to silence ideas it doesn't like hollywood does not want you to see my film no safe spaces which is why you won't see it on netflix or amazon prime But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back and protect freedom in America. See No Safe Spaces. It is a great film starring me and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry, plus free access to specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing from multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. This road we're traveling on right now, we are not the first people to do this. I mean, for as long as man has trod the earth, there have been... Uh, emergencies, pandemics, disease that has infected populations. Uh, the difference is we have the um, the luxury to look back and to see how other people have managed these things. Well, Marilyn McIntyre is with us. Marilyn's a regular guest on our show. Marilyn McIntyre is professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley and the award-winning author of books on language and faith, including Make a List, What's in a Phrase?, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause. Her latest book is called When Poets Pray. Marilyn, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be back. Marilyn, tell me about plague literature. I mean, I think of Camus. Um, What else should I know? (laughs) 
Well, it has a long history. It goes back to the Bible, obviously, because there sure. are hundred there are a hundred references to plagues in the Bible, which I hadn't realized until I looked that up. But we all know about the plagues in Egypt, and there are frequent references to leprosy, which was a much dreaded disease that was um, essentially endemic and epidemic at the time. The Iliad opens with a plague. The Odyssey is takes place in the context of a plague. And of course, the Black Death in the 14th century uh, was written about the Decameron, Boccaccio's Decameron is probably the most famous. There's the Paradise Lost has a whole chapter devoted to all the plagues in history. Um, there's a great 19th century novel called The Betrothed that focuses on a plague in Milan. Poe's Mask of the Red Death is about the plague. There's a wonderful short story, Pale Horse, Pale Rider, whose title comes from the book of Revelation about the 1918 flu epidemic. And then Camus' The Plague was written after World War II. There's a lot of literature comes out of the AIDS epidemic. And then finally, we have just a host of films. I looked them up the other day. There's a film called Outbreak. There's a film called Contagion. There's one called Virus. And there's one called Infection, among other things. (laughs) So there are a lot. So what does that say about us, Marilyn, that as catastrophe surrounds us, and then for those people not in the midst of catastrophe, we want to relive it or some way. We want to, you know, um, embolden it to scare us, to inform us. What is that all about? I think both. I think it's interesting that there's a kind of parallel between stories about plagues and epidemics and stories about war. Both of them are very hard to find a narrative point of view because who's going to tell the authoritative story? They take place in so many places and they're so chaotic and there are so many ways. They are political realities. They're scientific realities. um, They redefine leadership. They disrupt the class system. They're also always kind of media events and they always produce scapegoating and blame. So, people have their own different stories to tell about these huge public events Mm -hmm. and they tell them for their own purposes. And of course, one of the things that always happens is they, these epidemics open up theological questions and they lead people to reexamine their faith and reflect on where is God in all of this and reflect on human suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I think that telling stories is a way of trying to get a handle on what's happening. that's always been the case. Marilyn, it's an odd question, but in all the plague literature that's been out there, uh, do you yourself have a favorite? Well, I've taught a number of these books over time, and I really love going back to Camus' The Plague. It's one of the Mm -hmm. best known, and it's very rich, and it's told from the point of view of a doctor who really has some very difficult moral decisions to make. First of all, whether to stay in the city that's going to be quarantined and be stuck in there with all the people who are getting the plague and all the rats, or go out where his wife is and abandon his patients. And he does decide to stay with the city. That's a spoiler. Um, But then he and the priest become two major characters. And there are two sermons in that, in that book. The first one, the priest is really detached from the people, and he preaches it from a sort of abstract point of view. And then much later in the book, he's watched a child die, and it's just undone him. And he preaches a second sermon that is very much 
from the point of view of one who identifies with the poor. So it has a lot of dimensions to it, and it's a rich book to reflect on. Marilyn, I was picking on John earlier. I'm sure you find that hard to believe. Uh, last week when he was talking about his viewing, his, his voluntary viewing for pleasure in the evening was the pandemic series on Amazon. And I thought, now really, we're not getting enough of that during the day. I think you're going to watch it at night. But I have a feeling you're going to tell me that there's something particular that we can gain from watching these things. So what is it? I think there is. Actually, my husband and I just rewatched Outbreak and then rewatched Contagion. Nice. Um, I think one of the things we can get is a sort of release from the, in, the immediacy of the confusions we're living with. Like, what do we do now and how big is it and how bad is it and whose numbers do we look at? So there are all these uncertainties and something that comes wrapped in story gives us a sense that there's something manageable about what we're witnessing mm. and reading about in newspapers. That's part of it. I mean, also, I think there's a certain way in which Outbreak in particular, even though I love Morgan Freeman and Dustin Hoffman and some of the people who are in it, it is a little bit of a kind of good guy, hero action movie. And, um, but I still think that it, it brings up these archetypes. The military gets involved, the, um, the CDC and the CIA get involved, and you kind of get to step back and look in story form at all of the players in a major public event and how they might be involved. So I think it gives you a little bit of a sense that you can get a handle on it. Hmm. We're speaking with Marilyn McIntyre from UC Berkeley. She is an author of many books that we love. Her latest is called When Poets Pray. So Marilyn, what about those spiritual questions? Because I'm sure all of us, have taken stock over the last several days or weeks and looked at our own lives. And, you know, uh, when you feel this coming upon you, I'll speak for myself, I, I look at the sky and I, and I hear the birds or I look at my wife and my children and I think, I love being here so much. I want to live for as long as possible and enjoy God's gifts to me. And it, it feels so fragile and as though, you know, sand is drifting through my hands and I don't want it to go away and I have no control over this. And um, and I'm sure, you know, just by me saying this, greater minds, more creative minds have encapsulated this in a spiritual sense. Can you talk yeah. about that and, and what you find interesting from a spiritual perspective? Well, I think one of the things we do get, which you just said, is the message, we are mortal, we are going to die. And many of us will be dying sooner than we expected. So that's, a, that is always an incentive to step back and get the bigger story, which is we are here on a journey, and we get to go home. And we don't get to choose when that happens. But I think also, it's a very humbling event where Plagues and epidemics cut across class lines, and some of us can think that we're safer. Some of us are safer than, say, homeless people. But still, Boris Johnson just went into intensive care. I don't know if you read that today. You yes. know, leaders of leaders of nations are being affected just as much as the humble people. And so, I think that it's a time to recognize our profound connectedness, which some one poet called beautiful and terrible. We are connected in ways that are beautiful and terrible. So that virus 
cuts across all of our pretensions to be somehow safer or better or more valuable than other people. Yes. And I think it gives, it gives us a chance to look at our human, the terms on which we get our human lives from a different altitude and mm-hmm. say yes to God in a much deeper, yes. more serious way. Yeah. Yeah. Marilyn, I appreciate that. Saying to God in a more profound and serious way, I think that that's a great word. That's Dr. Marilyn McIntyre, Professor of Medical Humanities at UC Berkeley, the award-winning author of a bunch of books I love, including Make a List, What's in a Phrase. Her latest is called When Poets Pray. If you've never looked into work by Marilyn McIntyre, fix that today. Go online. Uh, She's produced so many wonderful things. Marilyn, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. My pleasure. Stay well. You as well. We'll take a break. Come back. We've got more ahead. When we come back, uh, we're talking about sports, baseball, football news today, some golf news as well. So, I mean, maybe at some point there's light at the end of the tunnel and um, we'll all get out and play some ball. Stay with us. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. This is Franklin Graham. As news of about the coronavirus seems to worsen, many people are feeling overwhelmed, anxious, even fearful. We want to help. At the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, we have a prayer line that's open 24-7. We have staff who would love to speak with you, pray with you. Remember, God loves you. Call 1-888-388-2683. That's 1-888-388-2683. Or visit billygraham.org. Over these many months, you've heard Kath and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City. I do believe that the education there is excellent, and the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with the university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach, while at the same time being a part of a great university environment. And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young freshman Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed, functioning adult with a really strong theological background, great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So if you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College. Look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College. 
ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, considerable clouds with occasional rain, late low 47. Cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 66. Overcast and mild tomorrow night with showers and a thunderstorm, low 56. Wednesday, cloudy with spotty showers in the morning, then becoming breezy, high 68. Thursday, cloudy, windy, and cooler, high 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Our attention sports. to sports exactly because that's what we want to do john right yes please i mean we're desperate i would like to watch anything live in the sports world that could possibly happen right now have you except- watched anything um you know mm-hmm. old oh games? yeah mm-hmm. i have no interest oh i'm surprised that you didn't watch the cueto game uh no i just happened to miss that that'd be the only thing i really kind of oh. wanted to see oh yeah. my gosh i yeah. loved it I so much yeah. oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. So, okay, well, speaking of baseball, there was an article in today's Wall Street Journal that gave me pause. It was about major league pitchers and what a weird, like, middle world they're in trying yeah. to figure out. Like, they don't know whether they're going to have a season or not. And so they're not sure how they're supposed to, like, get their body in gear for what they either may or may not be doing. Right. This is an article by Jared Diamond. He said, the hiatus has forced MLB players to find creative ways to hone their skills. Um, he talks about um, Joey Gallo, who built a makeshift batting cage in his apartment. That's got to oh, be God. a pretty big apartment. <laughs> You'd think so, yeah. Of course, based on his yearly salary, that's really not a big shock no to any of us. Right. Anyway, but it goes on to say pitchers can't do that. The very act of hurling a ball overhand 100 times or more every five days every five days leaves pitchers in a perpetual state of risk for serious injury. Quote, a basketball player could have a gym to stay in shape and get shots up. So when they call, the basketball player is ready to go in a matter of days. But for a pitcher, that is quite frankly impossible. Hmm. So he goes on to say, nobody knows what the right approach is. I mean, how many times in your work or in your home life have you tried to, to decide something and you realize that there's no roadmap, you know? Right. No one's going to help you to understand how you should approach this. That's the same with Major League Baseball and especially Major League pitchers. Interviews with several MLB pitchers and coaches this week revealed just one common truth. Making the wrong choices now could result in serious consequences if the 2020 campaign happens. Quote, there certainly isn't a scientific answer because it's never happened before, said Cincinnati Reds pitching coach Derek Johnson. There just isn't any sort of template for it. So the article goes on to say um, that it's impossible in a quarantine lifestyle to expect 150 major league starters to find somewhere to throw four innings and stay built up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen, right? Um, it talks about right-hander Jake Odorizzi, an all-star for the Twins in 2019. This is what he's choosing to do, John. He's starting um, to throw a simulated game once a week. And to do this, he has a portable mound at his home near Tampa, Florida, and he's gone out to throw at a local park with his teammate, Tyler Clippard. Okay. He also has access to a local facility that opened its doors to him so he could throw to a catcher 
all while practicing proper social distancing to avoid infection. Now, not everybody has that luxury, right? Uh, they interview a man, Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. He says he's been throwing into a net he has set up in his backyard and a fence at a nearby park. He said, I'm trying to get off the slope as much as possible, try to get up and down, maintain my stamina, but I don't know what I'm doing that for and I don't know how long I'm doing it. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Okay, and so-, so if they do decide to come back, so if the virus passes over, um, it looks like the MLB is going to start up again. Uh, MLB insiders are saying it's going to take at least three and a half weeks of a second spring training before the pitchers would be ready to go. That's so weird. So we might not be seeing baseball, who knows, July or August. What happens if you see baseball in August and you play August, September, a little bit of October, and then you're all of a sudden in the playoffs? Right. Or what What if you're playing? I mean, you know how cold it is oftentimes yeah. around the World Series. What if you're playing in November? I don't know. I mean, could you do that? Talk about something to be bad for pitchers' arms, right? Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm sure everybody's hungry to play ball. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, what was that last week that President Trump had that uh, conference call with all the different uh, major sport leagues, right? I didn't he hear about with, that. Yeah, he met with the NFL. He met with um, the PGA. He okay. met with MLB. He met with the uh, Soccer Federation. And they all got together and just, you know, literally, you know, try to throw the ball around and have some ideas about when and if that might happen this year. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so how about a little football news? Um, okay. Listen, uh, center, center, Steeler center, Maurice Pouncey and former Steeler wide receiver Antonio oh, Brown oh, yeah. have been selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame 2010 All-Decade team. The two Steelers joined 51 other players who earned the honor. Okay, so uh, that's high praise. That's high praise for Marquise Pouncey. Oh, heck yeah, it is. And for AB, right? He's still a Steeler, you know, for over the past decade. Uh, Tom Brady was the uh, quarterback along with Aaron Rodgers. Right. A.B., Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones were the wide receivers. Uh, Gronk, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, were the tight ends. Tackles, Jason Peters, Tyrone Smith, Joe Staley, Joe Thomas, and uh, the guards, uh, Jahay Evans, Logan Menkins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yanda, mm-hmm. and uh, center Alex Mack. I mean, that's a cool I, honor. Yeah, it is a cool honor. I think David DeCastro could have made that list. Um, Quarterback, first of all, the A-B thing, does it need to be said? What a complete waste. What a shocking waste of unbelievable talent. It's only been said 100,000 times in the last six months, but anyway. I mean, the Um, truth is I've already never played in the NFL again. Yeah, maybe especially because he's got still got charges pending. The whole that's like, exactly it. The whole right? sexual I assault thing. Yeah. I don't even know where he is with that. So the NFL isn't interested, so they're not going to hurry up in any investigation. Right. Um, okay. So go go to quarterback. Okay. So Tom Brady, of course, is number one. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a deserving number two. Sure. So how far down would we have to go before we hit Roethlisberger? So I, I think we'd have to go Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Roethlisberger. What about Peyton Manning? This would be the Peyton Manning Manning has to go in there. Sure he does. Yeah. Right. So maybe we'd go. Maybe we go Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, then Ben. Yeah, that's what I think. You think? But you know, you wouldn't put Eli ahead. No, you'd not put Eli ahead of them. But it's no. a moot point. You got two quarterback what about positions. Philip Rivers? No, you wouldn't put Philip Rivers no, ahead of Ben either. No. 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 Do you know how many children he has? How many? Nine. What the heck? Philip Rivers has nine children. Go, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. We come okay. back. Uh, we're going to talk. Um, uh, 
you a lot here. God yeah. breathed, connecting through scriptures to God, others, the natural world, and yourself. Is the Lord among us or not? We'll, well find if he's out not, the answer to that question. If he's not, we got no hope. That's next on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter. Our family, our friends, and a savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. Our next guest is going to talk with us about the weird times that we live in and how in Matthew 4, Jesus' temptation is a guide, I think, is is a guide for all of us in these strange times. Rutledge Etheridge is with us. Rut is Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College, author of God Breathed, Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself. Rutledge, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Rhett, let's start. Before we talk about Jesus, let's talk about Israel in the wilderness. The question they asked God was, look, are you here or not? And I'm sure there are people in every home, not just in America, but around the world asking the same question now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I thought even as I said, I'm, I'm great <clears throat> just a moment ago. That's such a, an instinctive reaction that we really have to second guess now, you know, how are we really doing? And and the painful question comes up with regard to God, you know, are you among us or not? And with the Israelites, you know, they had seen the, the plagues unleashed on Egypt. I know you just had a conversation about plagues. Um, and they understood the divine power of God, but I think what they were doubting there was the divine goodness of God. And that question, is the Lord among us or not, really served as more of an accusation. Uh, it really served as a way of venting their frustration. And in Exodus 17, Moses refers to that as putting the Lord to the test. And so it was a, as trials always do, a significant revealer of what was going on deep within those very traumatized people. Mm-hmm. So what does Jesus' temptation mean for us today in uh, 21st century pandemic terms? Well, first of all, that he was successful. You know, he did not fail where Israel did. He did not fail where Adam did. Jesus loved and trusted his heavenly father absolutely unconditionally. You know, at that point in Matthew 4, Jesus is, in essence, starving to death. He's, he's fully human. He never used his humanity as a way, I'm sorry, he never used his deity as a way to cheat his humanity. And so he's feeling the effects of that hunger. He, he knows what it is to be without physical sustenance. And yet he would not give in to the temptation coming from the devil to stray from the Father's will and word to the right or to the left. And so he succeeds magnificently where Israel failed, where Adam failed. And because of him, we know that we can trust our Heavenly Father. You know, his, his trust in his Heavenly Father is the best reason for our trust in our Heavenly Father through the magnificent work of Christ. And, and as we look at the world ravaged by a pandemic now, the Word of Christ, the Scriptures, has really prepared us for these things. I think now we're starting to be, to feel on a much more visceral level that the scriptures really know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when David cries out in the midst of pain, when uh, all the rules had to be enacted in civic society for Israel with regard to leprosy, you know, the, the Bible really does engage these topics. And now we're forced to slow down, to pay attention, to ask ultimate questions, and then to really dig deep um, it, with regard to our our heart's pains and, and the physical pains we're enduring. Yeah. Rut, let's talk about one of the temptations that Jesus was given, which is, you know, throw yourself off, off of a high place. You know, uh, daring God. You know, if, if you're really God's son, you know, God's going to save you. Um, you said that that made you think about people who are daring to gather as uh, Christians. They're saying, well, you know what? The government can't tell us what to do. Uh, we're going to meet. And if we meet as Christians and we worship God, then God's going to protect us, right? Yeah, you know, so much uh, of, of what looks like gospel boldness is, is really just godless bravado. You know, it becomes mm-hmm. all about the person. It becomes all about the allegedly, yeah. you know, world-defying exploits of faith. In Matthew 4, Satan take, tempts Jesus to take quite literally a, a leap of faith off the pinnacle of the temple, and Jesus won't do it. You know, Satan quotes Psalm 91 about the angels protecting the Messiah. 
and ministering to him. And Jesus quotes Exodus 17 and says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. He's quoting Moses in Deuteronomy, rehearsing that from Exodus 17. So Jesus demonstrates that real faith, real faith is demonstrated in the slow, patient perseverance of loving trust in our Heavenly Father. Jesus was confident in what God could do. He was content in what God would do. And I think another great example of that is Daniel chapter 3 with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar says, look, you bow before my statue or I'm going to toss you into the flames. And that was a real threat. I mean, this man was psychotic. And and the three Hebrew young men, they, they look at him and they say, you know, O oh, king, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If, if this be so, our God is able to save us and he will deliver us. But it's what they say next that demonstrate the reality of their true faith. They say, but if not, be it known to you, O King. Exactly. And I think that's where the crucible of of real faith and trust in the Father is is demonstrated and where Jesus succeeds so magnificently. He didn't need this foolish, extravagant, egotistical, uh, self-centered display of bravado and, and he went all the way to the cross. And, and Daniel uh, is recording of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's that element. But if not, and, and we're, you know, we're feeling this as a country, as a world, as families. There's a lot of if not happening. And, and the Lord is good. And the Lord has prepared us for this. And Christ is risen from the dead. And, and his spirit is with us as we, we continue to endure. Amen. Rod, I'm really happy that you've touched upon this because, you know, we do know that there are, are certain megachurch pastors who um, are full of this bravado, who are still continuing to meet, much to, to um, uh, <laughs> the horror of all of us who are uh, followers of Jesus. Um, in the midst of this, though, uh, it's good to know that we, uh, as we talk about this, about the humility of Jesus, because what I see yeah. in, the, in the pastors who are continuing to meet is this lack of humility, as though they know better and their interpretation of scriptures is somehow brighter and stronger than the centuries of interpretation that have gone before us. That's right. You know, one of the things that Jesus was doing in Matthew 4 and throughout his whole life in this world among us was obeying every last detail of his father's word, his father's commandments. The sixth commandment is not to murder. And Jesus preaches in the Sermon on the Mount just after Matthew 4, that if we even have unjust anger in our hearts, that's murder. Well, we flip that side, we flip that to the positive side, and what God commands us in commandment number six is to do everything we lawfully can to preserve the life and the well-being, even on the level of our thoughts, of, of our fellow human beings, our fellow image bearers. And so when the civil authorities completely lawfully tell us it is a matter of life and death that you need to stop meeting for a while, the humility of Christ, the, the love of God, and the love of our fellow image bearers ought to compel us to, to stay within those parameters and do what we can to preserve life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, thanks for being with us today. Uh, I really appreciated your perspective on this, and I feel like looking at the person at the temptation of Jesus is way more helpful than I would have ever expected. So I really appreciate it. Rutledge, Rutledge Etheridge, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College, he's the author of a terrific book called "God Breathed: Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself." Thanks, Brett.
Speaking of scripture, we'll take a quick break, come back. uh, All this uh, time, the last several weeks, Kath and I have made a point of reading scripture live on air. So we hope that you stay with us. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We or United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. If the coronavirus has taught us anything, it's how interconnected we all really are. That everyone is essential. And when the storm clouds pass, and they will, the time for rebuilding will begin. We can all help by supporting the essential life-sustaining businesses, farms, restaurants, and stores that make America great. United we stand. Together we rise. A message from Salem Media Group in this station. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Happy to have you with us today. 
on the uh, Stay Home Edition of The Ride Home. Uh, John's in his house. I'm in my house. Mike is keeping us all ready to go back in the Word FM studios, and we're happy you're with us. If you're streaming today's program on Facebook, hi. If you're not streaming today's program on Facebook, you can find us there and watch the show at 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And if you haven't seen the show up to this point, you can just log on anytime tonight and watch it for yourself. One of the things during these challenging times that John and I have loved so much and really been touched by, inspired by, I mean, it's just been a wonderful experience to see so many Christians in different nations online reading scripture aloud. And we loved it so much that we decided that we wanted to do it. We wanted to set aside a daily part of our show um, and in which we could read aloud. And so we've been stuck in the Psalms. Why, John? Because we like it so much. Because <laughs> it's the place to go. Yeah. Your lament, your joy, your praise, your anger, your despair, mm-hmm. it's all in the pages of the Psalms. Yeah. So here's one we particularly love. It is Psalm 145. It is, of course, a psalm of praise. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations." The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Psalm 145. We'd encourage you to do the same, whether it's um, around the dinner table, if you're fortunate to be with family in this um, isolation time, or even by yourself. Yes. Find the opportunity, please. It it changes you, changes your heart, your mind, certainly draws you closer to the Lord as uh, you read scripture out loud. There's something that's so deeply powerful about it. This is the first time that John and I have been broadcasting from our homes. Up to this point, we've been in the studio together with New Mike, and we've had a terrific time. And I've heard from so many of you guys on Facebook, and we really appreciate all the feedback we've gotten, especially in these hard times. But being at home is odd. I mean, it's 
it's worked and it's all due to new Mike. He's been able you, to Mike. cause all the trains to run on time and allow oh, us man. to keep broadcasting live on radio and uh, streaming live on Facebook. John, how do you feel? Uh, it's fine. It's just really odd. I mean, we've been sitting next to each other for more than a decade. Right. Um, uh, I was going to ask you to go get something for me. Yeah. I, I was reading today about uh, people in Pennsylvania apparently are starting to get uh, have enough of social distancing because people wanting to break out of that social distance um, sort of parameter is okay. on the rise. So we would encourage you to stay at home. Stay at home. I mean, the only way we can do this, the only yeah. way we can eradicate this virus is that everybody's pushing in the same direction. Yep. And I know that every people are, you know, sort of getting a little bit crazy and wanting to run out and get this and that and have a little something, a breath of fresh air or whatnot. But there are so many people who are depending upon you, old people, yes. sick people, mm-hmm. people who are on the edge. And if you're healthy and strong, then have the wherewithal to surrender and just stay home. Yeah. And for all of you on the front lines, those of you who are doctors or nurses or aides or PTs or OTs, whatever it is, those of you who are working on the front lines at Giant Eagle, at the water company, whatever it is, collecting our garbage, thank you. We owe you. Thank you so much. Hey, Mm -hmm. uh, we're uh, we're streaming live, obviously, if you're watching right now. So uh, tell your friends, tell your family, your neighbors that they can check out this broadcast. We are, of course, on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And with that said, God willing, we'll see you next time. That'll be tomorrow. And I think we're going to do the same thing again. I think we're so. just going to stay home. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have yourself a great night, Pittsburgh and everyone else. Bye-bye. Stay safe. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.